Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Praise God. Let's go to Isaiah 53 today. I have been ministering uh, for a number of weeks in healing school on this subject of trusting in healing redemption. Uh, we spent, I think it was 20, 22 weeks before talking about our covenant of healing. And ever since the ministry began, we've had healing school, and we have it in both locations, uh, not live here, but we have it uh, in both locations. And we have to consistently place our trust in the healing that belongs to us through the redemptive work of Christ. Now, what I'm endeavoring to do in, in our teaching is to get us to see this redemptive package that we've been given. All right, we're going to discuss this in depth. When you talk to people and they say, uh, well, yeah, it was 30 years ago today I was saved. Well, here's what they mean. 30 years ago today, I gave my life to Christ, and I was saved from sin and saved from hell. Isn't that good news? Yes. Right? Yes, sir. But by and large, people miss everything else they were saved from at that moment. Amen. Because redemption is a package. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Matter of fact, could somebody go back there in the kids' ministry and uh, ask them, can I use their whiteboard, please? It, it, would, it would help a lot in what I'm, I'm going to describe. Is this all right? Yes. Redemption is a package. For instance, if you've got shoes on them that have a tongue, when you bought the shoes, did you have to purchase the tongue separately? Right? They're not complete shoes if they don't have the tongue or the laces or the heels or the soles. When you buy a pair of shoes, it comes with the heel. It comes with the soles. Right? It comes with the laces. It comes with the tongue. That, it's a pair of shoes. If you say, I'm buying a pair of shoes and you open the box and there's one there, you didn't get a pair. You got one. Right? You got one shoe. That's good. You can, you can put a shoe on one foot. What about the other one? When we got born again, we got the package of redemption. The package of salvation. Right? When, when people say, I got saved, they mean I got saved from sin. I got saved from hell. But all this other stuff, God still has to do it. But we'll find out in the mind of God, redemption is settled. It's finished. There's nothing more to add to it. Amen. Amen. And we see this very clearly from the three verses of Scripture in the Bible that talk about the stripes of Jesus 
that were laid on his back for our healing. Let's start here in Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53, verse 4. And we'll read some different translations, but it says, Surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, and we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needful for our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. Is that what it says? Oh, hallelujah. Yeah, let's put it right here. This will be good. Praise the Lord. Faith kids, y'all are attending faith kids today. You are faith kids, right? Now notice this. Another translation says, however, he was the one who lifted up our sicknesses and he carried our pain. Now, pay close attention to the word our. O-U-R, our. And we ourselves assumed him stricken, struck down by God and afflicted, but he was pierced because of our transgressions, crushed because of our iniquities, and the chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his wounds we were healed. Now, Matthew chapter 8 and verse 16 It says, when evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, himself, Jesus, took, here's the word, our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. The Matson translation says, He has taken our sicknesses from us. He has borne all of our infirmities. Moffat says, he took away our sicknesses and our diseases he removed. Oh, that's shouting ground. The New English Bible says, he took away our illnesses and lifted our diseases from us. Glory to God. Now, 1 Peter chapter 2. I'm just reading the foundational verses, and I've already preached myself happy. Amen. Amen. Brother Hagin, you say you got to be thrilled with the Word. you got to be thrilled with the Word of God. Amen. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Who in his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree... That we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Oh, hallelujah. Now notice that Isaiah and Matthew says with his stripes. Peter says by his stripes. One translation says his wounds were the means through which we received healing. God's word translation says his wounds have healed you. Mm. Another one says, and we are healed because of his wounds. Glory to God. Now notice something. Over and over in these verses, we see the word our. He bore our sicknesses and carried our diseases. Peter here 
brings it together and ties a bow on it. And he says, when he bare our sicknesses and our diseases, he bare our sins. So he bare the, the sickness, the disease, the infirmity, and the sin all at the same time. Over and over we see the word our. Anything that we see, the word our in relation to Christ's suffering, it's referencing the fact that when Jesus did that, he did it vicariously for us. Our sin, our sickness. Vicarious means in the place of another or in substitution. So in the place of me, he went to the cross for my sin. Now, by and large, the the majority of the church don't have a problem with that. But Isaiah and Matthew says that when he carried my sin to the cross, he carried my sickness to the cross. Because the price for everything, everything that necessitated redemption had to be paid for at the same time. And everything that Jesus did that detailed a part of our redemption was done to him before the cross. He received stripes for our healing before the cross. He took and bore the price for our healing before the cross and when those stripes were laid on him, they at once paid the price for our healing and laid our sickness on him. And that sickness was on him when he went to the cross. And with that sickness on his body, he paid the price for healing for every person in the world. Glory to God. And he did that vicariously. And and most people have no problem believing that he suffered vicariously for my salvation in the sense of salvation from sin. But it's, 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 it's the package. Now, I'm not an artist, but I want you to see this. So when, when we look at this word redemption, all right, we're going to get more into this in a minute. But here's, again, people's, you'll say, what are you redeemed from? Sin. Okay. So we have this package of redemption. I don't know, I, guess, I think it came from UPS. Anyway. <laughs> Dave delivered it. What'd they say? Hallelujah. But, okay. So, in this package, let's say you open this up. Anybody remember going to the mall years ago during Christmas season? And, and they had that, uh, like that uh, a store where you could buy these... Uh, Boxes and they had like cheese sticks and beef sticks, right? Hickory Farms, that's it. My dad was a Hickory Farm man. And boy, you'd open that box up and it'd have some like mint jelly in it and, and sausage and right? And, and they were all in different parts. Uh-huh. So here you go. So in this redemption package, there is a place for being saved from sin. Notice this. It's just part of the package. It's not the whole package. It is the most important part. 
Because if you don't get that, you don't get the rest of it. Is that right? But here's the thing. Do you just need to be saved from sin? The Bible says that he has given unto us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Godliness. But then there's life. Is that right? Amen. So in that package then is prosperity. Is that right? For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor so that you through his poverty might be rich. Is that right? What, What does it say? You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ that though he was so very rich, yet for our sakes. Why did he become poor? He became poor vicariously for me. Is that right? So the punishment for my physical prosperity, right, that can be contained in that word peace, the chastisement of our peace. The the Hebrew says the chastisement needful to obtain peace was upon him, right? That peace is wholeness, completeness, prosperity. So before he ever went to the cross... He paid the price for my physical prosperity. It was on him. My poverty was on Jesus when he went to the cross. And he paid for my poverty with his blood. Oh, glory. Right? Well, also in that is contained healing. It's part of the package. Right? Now, there's more, and we'll put more up here in a minute, but I can partake of any of these I want. Why? Price is paid. I said the price is paid. Right? You know, if you go to a buffet, you pay for whatever's on the buffet. Is that right? If, 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 you go, if you go to the buffet, and, and uh, whatever buffet you go to, you go to a Chinese food buffet, Well, the the pepper chicken is paid for. The orange chicken is paid for. Is that right? The feng yumong is paid for. (laughs) All you got to do is get it. The right cabbage rolls are paid for. Some of y'all know of which I speak. (laughs) Right? But, But how silly would it be that you've paid for everything on the buffet, but you're over there eating some green beans. Another wrong green beans. Love green beans. But here's the thing. You got everything else and you're just eating green beans. Well, you know, I, I paid for these green beans. But you also paid for the garlic chicken. And you also paid for the General Tso's chicken. And you paid for the brown rice. Everything was in the bill. You paid for it. If you paid for it, get a plate. If you paid for it, heap up the plate. If you paid for it, put it all on the plate. If Jesus paid for it, take it all. If Jesus bought it, paid for it, take all of it. Don't don't leave anything 
in your package, in the package of redemption. Don't leave anything out. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Now, let's go back to Isaiah 53. The, the enemy works the main avenue that he works through is condemnation and guilt right. and and back when this whole uh, pandemic hit the world, the thing that I saw people dealing with more than anything was guilt because they were dealing with something Hallelujah. Well, guilt will negate all of this. Right? Amen. You following me? Yes, sir. Because something will, will happen. You'll take a dip in your finances, and here comes the enemy. Well, what'd you do? Where'd you leave the door open? What'd you do? Well, you may or may not have done anything. But be assured, rest assured, he's going to always come the same way. It's, it's the same way with, your, with healing. Now, hear, hear me because we're going somewhere. You've got to consistently live your life in a healing flow. Brother Hagen said this. He said, if you want to have robust faith, you've got to constantly talk about what God's doing in you right now. If I want robust faith in healing, I don't have to be talking just about healing. I I have to be talking about what healing's doing in me right now. Amen. Amen. See, it's not just enough to confess, well, yes, praise the Lord, I'm the healed of the Lord. That's true, and you should confess that, and you should declare that. But here's the thing. Is, is your faith robust about that? Is it something that you know that you know that you know that you know that you know? If I know the price has been paid, I'm going to partake freely and willingly because the price has been paid. Yes, sir. Amen. Amen. Yes. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, the price, the price has been paid for my healing. Paid for my healing. Hallelujah. You know, I have a friend of mine that pastors a church in Birmingham, Alabama. And uh, a guy, was a minister was talking to him one time, and he looked at his suit, and, and he said, uh, uh, boy, I really like your suit. He said, where do you get them at? And he said, well, I have a, a tailor shop in uh, things in Fort Worth. And he said, that's where I buy my suits. The guy goes, boy, I like that suit. He said, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. He said, I'll buy you two suits. He said, they got my credit card on, on uh, record. And he said, I'll, uh, I'll call them, tell them you're coming in, and to fix you up with two suits, shirt, tie, the whole thing. He said, okay. He said, two weeks later, I called and said, hey, has that guy ever come in for them suits? He said, no. He called six weeks later. That guy ever come in? No. He said, that guy never, never, ever went in to get those suits. They were paid for. Short time later, another guy saw him in a suit and said, boy, I like that suit. And he took, made him the same offer. He said, Two days later, I called, and said, or about a week later, excuse me, a week later, I called and said, hey, that guy ever come in? He said, yeah, he came in two days after you called us. 
See, what's the difference there? One believed it was paid for, and he just went and took it. The, the other knew up here it was paid for, but he never took advantage of it. If he carried my sickness and my disease, it's at the very least redundant for me to carry it. Oh, hallelujah. Isaiah 53, and we'll read these verses again. Verse 4. Surely he's borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement needful for our peace was upon him. With his stripes we are healed. The word surely, it means firmly or certainly or truly. Uh, But it also means but indeed, but in fact. Now, it's very interesting because this is all contained in this word but in verse 5. Notice that verse 4. He bore our griefs, carried our sorrows. We did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But, in fact, he was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. Right? So that's important because what we see here is this. We thought he was despised and rejected and we hid our face from him. But in fact, he was bearing our sicknesses and our diseases. This this is what we thought was happening. But in fact, this is what was happening. Amen. Amen. In other words, we thought that God was punishing him for something he did. When in fact, God was punishing him for something I did. Do do you understand that? The punishment, here it is, the punishment for sin had to be, had to be poured out on someone. A perfect someone. To be a perfect sacrifice, he had to have a perfect life. To take something off of you, he could never have what he took. Amen. Jesus was never sick, so he could take sickness. Jesus never sinned, so he could take sin. Amen. Jesus was never broke, so he could take your poverty. Amen. You can't take from someone what you are. Amen. Mm. So, when I was saved from sin, it was my sin that he was punished for. It was the price for my healing that he paid. He wasn't sick. He took, he became sick with my sickness. And paid the price for my sickness. So I could be well. Hallelujah. One translation says... The NIRV says people looked down on him. They didn't accept him. He knew all about pain and suffering. He was like someone people turned their faces away from. We looked down on him. We didn't have any respect for him. He suffered the things we should have suffered. He took on himself the pain that should have been ours. We thought God was punishing him. 
We thought God was wounding him and making him suffer. But the servant, Jesus, was pierced, notice, because we had sinned. He was crushed because we had done what was evil. He was punished to make us whole again. His wounds have healed us. Now wait, stop right there. Have healed us. The mindset that has to be flipped every time I see a scripture about redemption is that I include the whole package. Right? In the mind of God, I'm healed. Because the price is paid. Now, by and large, a lot of people, if they stand in the healing line and they get healed, or, or you understand what I mean? The, the symptoms go away. The, the feeling leaves. The, the thing is corrected. They see it corrected. That's when they'll tell you they got healed. That's not when they got healed. That was the manifestation of a healing that occurred over 2,000 years ago. I didn't get healed when the doctor said I didn't have it anymore. I was already healed, and because I believed I was already healed, it had to leave my body. A lot of people think if they confess it enough, they'll get healed. You need to confess healing over your body because that's what you are. Confession means what? To agree to say the same thing. That's what it means. So what did God say you were right here in Isaiah 53? Healed. With his stripes, you are healed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you know, it doesn't take a college-educated person to explain to you what kind of word the word are is, A-R-E. It's present tense. You can't say are a while ago. You can't say are in the future. Right? You can't say are in the past. By his stripes... With his stripes, you are going to be? No. You're going to be healed? No. Have you received the package? Yes. I say, have you received the package? Yes. Was there healing in the package? Yes. Right? Tear open the package. What's it say? You are healed. Yeah. Amen. Well, you know, Pastor, I'm just waiting on the manifestation. Be careful with that. Because you, by saying that, you can put something off into the future that God wants you to have right now. Amen. My faith is not in the manifestation. My faith is in the fact that he said, I am healed. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Have you ever missed the mark? Yep. Sin? Anybody? Yep. Since you've been saved? Right? Isn't it a comfort to know 1 John 1, 9, 
says if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. Well, you know, you're here today, you're here today, and, and, and you have declared that you're born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, Bible-believing, devil-stomping, right? But yet you sin. Right? Now, here's my point that I'm saying. The fact that you sin did not make you less saved. But what did you do? You stood on the word. I am saved. Did sinning make you not saved? It can't. Sinning cannot make you not saved. Because I was saved. What happened when I was saved by the blood of Jesus? The price for my sin was paid. That's why I can go to the one that paid the price and confess I missed the mark. And the reciprocal will be, he'll forgive me and cleanse me from all, from all unrighteousness. Well, it, the same thing happened where my physical healing was concerned on the cross of Calvary. If you have a symptom in your body, if there's something that you're standing against, your stand is not the word is going to heal me. Your stand is the price has been paid and I am healed. Hallelujah. And that's what you say about yourself. Oh, hallelujah. Woo, glory. In in Luke chapter 4, you don't have to go there, but in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was dealing with the enemy and the enemy was tempting him. And the King James says that, you know, for instance, the enemy said, uh, you know, if you're the son of God, command these stones be made to bread. And, of course, King James says, Jesus said, it is written, a man shall not live by bread alone, so on and so forth. In, in, in the Woost Bible, which is very, very close to the original Greek, it says, it has been written, and at present is on record. Amen. Now, that helped me. Every word of God is an eternal word. Everything that God said is on record. When a person comes to God, God doesn't heal you based on anything other than what's on record. It is on record that you are healed. And if you will, in simple faith, believe it, what's on record will work in your life because it's on record. God, Titus chapter 1, verse 2, God who cannot lie. Is that right? So it's on record. What's on record? I'm healed. Why, Why don't I have to go through all kind of spiritual gymnastics if I miss the mark? to try to get God to forgive me because it's on record. If I'll confess my sin, he's faithful and just to forgive it. It's on record. Right? It is on record with his stripes. You are healed. So it's not trying to get God to heal me. 
anything that God punished Jesus for, I don't have to get him to do. I have to believe it's done. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. His wounds have healed us. The word surely he uses, we talked about, uh, uh, it means firmly, certainly, truly. Once you're saved, you're saved. Now, understand what I mean by that. You're not any more saved 10 years from now than you are right now. You're going to grow in your walk with God. You're going to mature in the things of God, but you'll never be any more saved than you are currently. You may live a more overcoming life, but you'll never be more saved. Amen. You know, if, if you've been married 50 years, you are not any more married on your 50th anniversary than you were 30 seconds after you said, I do. Amen. You've been married longer, you know more, I hope. <laughs> right? But you're not more married. I cannot ever be more male. I was just as much male when I was born on November 2nd as I am right now. Amen. I've grown, I've matured, right? But when they said it's a boy, I've never stopped being a boy. I'll never stop being a boy. It's impossible for you to ever stop being a boy if you're a boy. I'm leaving that alone. I'm stopping right there. I'm just saying, I'll never be more of what I am. I'm wiser. I know more. But I'm no more male. In the mind of God, you cannot be more healed. Because you are completely healed. Should I say that again? In the mind of God, you can't be more healed. Because it is on record that when Christ took those stripes, you were healed. Then. You see how my mindset has to shift? If I see redemption, I see healing. If I see redemption, I see victory. Hallelujah. 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 In the heart and mind of God, healing is a settled fact. Not just a settled fact in the sense that it's his will and his desire. In God's mind, you are healed. Say it one more time. Tell your neighbor, say, I am healed. I am healed. Now, you might see it progressively working itself out. But think about this. Now, get what I'm trying to say. Why are you starting to see it progressively happen? Because that's what you already are. And what you are is coming to the surface. Is that right? Tell your neighbor, say, you haven't seen how healed I am. But I am completely healed. 
See, the stand is that you're standing in the fact that you're healed. Amen. In the scripture we quote in the book of Psalms, I will not die, but I will live. Right? Well, what are you saying that based on? Based on what is written and presently on record with long life, I'll satisfy you and show you my salvation. Is that right? So I can say beyond the shadow of a doubt, I will not die, but I will live. Why? I haven't lived a long life yet. And it is on record that I will live a long life. Is that right? Jesus, in his physical ministry, healed people. So the Bible says that it might be fulfilled what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, that he, Jesus, lifted their diseases and carried their sicknesses and with his stripes they were healed. That wasn't the fulfillment of the promise for all time. That was Jesus coming in the person of the suffering servant of Isaiah chapter 53 and doing what Isaiah said the suffering servant would do. Every time Jesus laid his hands on somebody and healed them, he was healing them on credit. He was healing them based on what he was going to do and based on what God had already said. My God. Every person in the Old Testament that was healed was healed on credit. Why? The price hadn't been paid. But God knew the price was going to be paid. If they could be perfectly healed on credit, how much more can we be healed when the price has been paid? Glory to God. That's why when they start talking about certain diseases and things, you can say unequivocally, I don't mind telling you I'll never have it. I'll never have it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Why? I'm healed. Glory to God. Yeah, but I know somebody that went through this and did this. I, I understand that. Hallelujah. And aren't you glad your faith is not based on someone else's experience? Your faith is based on what the Word of God says. We're not critical about anybody. I don't care. You might be dealing with something in here today. Well, here's what I'm telling you. You just keep standing in your simple faith, understanding that I have received this package and healing's a part of it. I am healed because I've got the receipt. I've got 1 Peter 2.24. I've got the receipt for my healing. I'm healed in Jesus' name. Glory be to God. Woo. Do you see that? So you walk healed. You talk healed. Right? You, 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 you expect to be what you are. You got to talk about what you are. I'm healed. I give that first place. Be cautious about giving the report first place. Well, this is what I got, but I believe I'm healed. Wait a minute. What I've got is healing. And this affliction is trying to take my healing. So you got to reverse that. Healing is not trying to overcome the sickness. Sickness is trying to overcome my healing. And that's why you build your faith in your healing. And what does it do? It drives the sickness and the disease out of your body. Because why? I am healed. 
Do you see that? Yes. Now, now go back to this. When you made that mistake, did you say, well, I'm not saved because the symptoms of sin are there? No, you went to what is on record. If I confess my sin, he's faithful, right? He never tells sinners to confess their sin. He tells them to repent. Well, we already repented. And when we repented, we got saved. Safe folk confess they missed it. Right? Well, what happened? You were cleansed from all unrighteousness. What was happening? Sin was trying to overcome your righteousness. What happened? You confessed your sin, and what happened? Your righteousness drove the sin out. So I am healed. Yeah, Pastor, I have this. No, what you have is healing. And what's coming against your healing is trying to take your healing. But I am healed. See, it, it can sound like just a subtle difference. Right? Ladies, how you want your husband to answer? Some woman comes up and says, you married? How you want him to answer? Yes. yes. I am married. Not, well, I'm taking marriage. <laughs> or, well... Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit married. No, I'm all the way married. Right? I'm all the way healed. Yeah, but I'm dealing with this. That's okay. The healing in you is driving the sickness out. Never put more faith in what you can feel and experience than in what is on record. Amen. It's on record that I'm healed. Yeah, but I feel, don't put more faith in your feeling than what is on record. Right? Oh, Hallelujah. When he said, by with his stripes, you are healed. The word are means to be or to exist. Well, be is a state of being verb. And with the stripes Jesus received, I am presently healed. Right now, presently healed. The stripes represented the punishment to make us well. One translation says, the punishment which made us well. That's going to make us well? That made us well. So when you think punishment, what happened? It made me well. Not going to make me well, made me well. There are people in the sound of my voice. You are healed. We have seen God heal you. Well, what happened? The healing in you drove the sickness out of your body. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the doctor 
The doctors have no explanation for how Steve Pitnick grew new cartilage in his knees. You don't grow new cartilage. It's impossible. They told him you got two options. Keep taking these shots or get a total knee replacement. Is that right, Stevie? But when he was standing in the, in the back of the church that Sunday morning, I don't remember what song we were singing. It doesn't matter. He said the, the anointing hit him, and he started feeling like rubber bands popping in his knees. And y'all remember, he came running, woo, running up the aisle, jumped up on the stage and was dancing, jumped off the stage on what everybody thought were bone-on-bone knees. No pain. They didn't pop anymore. Amen. He went to the doctor. Going to get that injection. You know, that's where a lot of people make the mistake. Just because you're feeling better, that doesn't mean cancel your appointment. If you're healed, the doctor will see it and everybody will know it. He went and he was, he was standing there like this with that knee up. And the nurse said, wait, 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 wait Steve. I got to show you something. Took him and they, they'd taken another picture. And she said, you see all that white stuff? He said, yeah. She said, that's cartilage. You don't need these injections anymore. Now think about this. People say, wasn't that wonderful what the Lord did Mm -hmm, 2,000 years ago? It was on that Sunday morning that what was in him produced the effect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, you build your faith in what's already done. Yes, sir. Right? right? When you sow a seed, it bolsters your faith because you know you got a seed in the ground. The next event is harvest. Yeah. Right? Well, think about this. I am healed. So guess what the next event is? Manifestation. Because I already am healed. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Well, if I was healed, wouldn't I feel better? See, wrong, wrong placement. What's in the package? What'd you get? When, when they showed up and get, when Jesus showed up and gave you the package, what was in it? Salvation from sin, prosperity, healing. And we haven't even talked about freedom in our minds. Freedom in our emotions. Right? If, it, if it's there, if, if we could open up that redemption package that you received, and we would probably see that this one has been used greatly. Yes, sir. And this one has probably been used greatly. In this church, this one has been used greatly. But in 90% of churches, these two rarely get opened. Because I'm saved and I'm on my way to heaven. Thank God. You know, I don't want to go to hell. Aren't you glad you were not going? But, you know, my daddy said when he was on the earth, he said, but God wants us to have a little heaven to go to heaven in. Amen. Amen. Look at Deuteronomy 25. These stripes represented healing. I'm almost done. What, What I want you to get is that when you see redemption your mind goes to everything you're redeemed from. Deuteronomy 25, verse 1. If there be a controversy between men and they come to judgment, 
and the judges judge them, then they shall, notice, they shall justify the righteous and condemn the wicked. Now, this is a picture of our redemption. The judge, the righteous judge, the God of all the earth, the righteous judge, condemned Jesus as the wicked and justified us as the righteous. Notice, and it shall be if the wicked be worthy to be beaten, the judge will cause him to lie down and to be beaten before his face according to his fault by a certain number. Forty stripes he may give him and not exceed. Mm. The stripes, notice, were punishment for the wicked man. He was beaten, notice, because of his fault. Because of his fault. According to his fault. Jesus wasn't wicked. We were. Right? Jesus had no fault. We did. Jesus, notice it says, they'll cause him to lie down and be beaten. Jesus willingly laid down and took the punishment for my healing. You know, in the Garden of Gethsemane, he fought a spiritual battle to get to go to the cross. He had an out. He didn't have to go through with it. But he fought three times to get to go. You know, that's what in the past and even now, that's what hurts me so bad when I miss the mark. It cost him so much. I don't, I don't ever want to miss the mark. Haven't been perfect. I don't ever want to miss the mark. God helped me not to miss the mark because of what Jesus paid. Amen. The horrible price he paid. But listen. I don't want to stay sick because of the horrible price he paid for me to be healed. Amen. Now, let me hurry and finish. Some say Jesus received 39 stripes. Well, he did in, in, in that sense. At one time, there were 39 major diseases. 39 stripes. But if history's correct and what we're told is correct, he was beaten with a whip that had nine strands. So in reality, he received 351 stripes. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 28, detailing the curse and the blessing, the blessing and the curse, and it says this. It, talks about the man under the curse 
and said, if he keeps living the life he's living, this is my the Prince Philip paraphrase. It says, if he stays under the curse, that every sickness and every disease not mentioned will come on him. Well, you know, if every sickness and every disease will come on the man that's under the curse, then that means that every sickness and every disease, even the ones we don't know, we've been delivered from because we're under the blessing. Well, why is this so important? If there were 351 stripes, that ensures that no, no matter what sickness or disease is faced, the price has been paid. You don't have to know what it is to stay healed from it. Amen. Hallelujah. Does that make sense? Folks, just like don't make excuses if you miss it. You can't hide it from God. Amen. I've went to the Lord before and said, now, Lord, you know my heart. I, I do not believe I wanted to miss it, but I can't hide anything from you. So I'm not going to come espousing how right I am and how I was trying to do the right thing. I'm just, Lord, I'm just, forgive me. I missed it. Right? Well, what happened? He cleansed it and got rid of it. Amen. Don't play with this. You are healed. Don't start looking for things that agree with your symptoms. Amen. I'm not telling you to ignore them. But I'm saying, don't, don't, don't keep looking. I've known people that just kept looking and kept looking and kept looking till they found what they believed their symptoms were. Folks, we will have what we say. Yes, sir. And when you start saying things, well, you know, I hope that's not cancer. They found that spot. I hope that's not cancer. Now, why would you say that? I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to get you to deny anything. If the doctor says, look, we found a spot on your lung, you can say all you want. I don't receive that report. It's there. The picture, it's there. What do, you, what do you need to declare? I'm the healed of the Lord. What are you doing trying to exert your power over my healing? Amen. Amen. Well, what if they want me to take a treatment? It's going to aid in your healing. Isn't that great? You got the natural and the supernatural working now. Isn't that great? If you're healed, you're healed. Hallelujah. But what if I die with it? What a way to go. On the other side, that's glory. I, I would rather go to my grave declaring I am healed than to just give up and let the curse run me over. Amen. Amen. That needs to be your mindset. Sickness, you're not getting me today. You're not getting me tomorrow. I'm not going to sit down or lay down or whatever and be sick just because the world says I need to be sick. 
just because something's in the air. That, listen, before there ever was a COVID, there were millions of particles in the air that touched your body every day, any one of which could have killed you and made you deathly sick, and your marvelous immune system rose up against it and kicked it out of your body, and you didn't even know you were dealing with it. Every disease, every germ, every virus that touches your body dies instantly in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Amen. That's a good place for you to say out loud. I don't mind telling you. I'll never be sick another day in my life. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, Pastor, what if, what if it attacks my body? Just open the package. Read your policy. What are you doing in my body? With his stripes, I was healed. And if I was, I am. If you, if you wake up in your house in the middle of the night and you get up and get a drink of water, and you walk in your kitchen and somebody's there not supposed to be? Would you say, what's, what's your mindset? Okay, okay, fella, you're leaving one two ways. You can leave walking and we can carry you. Whichever one you prefer. But you're leaving. Sickness, you're leaving my body. Because I'm not the sick trying to obtain healing. I am the healed, and you're trying to usurp your will. You lying curse. You are trying to exert your will on the healed of the Lord. Amen. I'll close with this, and then we're going to pray. You know, we often hear the story and talk about the story of, you know, John Lake. He was helping with these uh, people that had died with uh, the, the plague, the bubonic plague. And, and a group came. I don't remember what group it was, but they came, and and they noticed that uh, he had been working with these dead bodies and had no symptoms. And they began to talk to him. And they said, how is it that, you know, you have no symptoms because, you know, people were dying. And he said, it's the spirit life of Christ. And they said, what do you mean? Now, understand, people have heard this before and, the, and they'll tell this story like that we just need to be reckless. He wasn't being reckless. He was showing a precedent. He was showing the truth of the word. And he said, he said, take that bloody froth out of one of those corpses' mouth. Get a, get a swab of that. And they did. And he said, uh, now put it in my hand. They put it in his hand. He said, now let's put it under the microscope. They put it under the microscope. And that plague, that germ, that virus, they said, it's dying. They said, we don't understand that. He said, that's the spirit life of Christ. Amen. Now, but understand what I'm saying. See, he knew I'm healed. When that sickness touches me, it has to die. What do a lot of believers do? They do the same thing the world does. Oh, be cautious. It's flu season. 
Is there, there still is a flu season, right? I don't know. Since everything else happened, it seemed like nobody's dying of anything else. But here's my point, and I'm not making light of that, but here's my point. You do what you need to do in the natural. We all have and we all will, whatever we need to do. But here's the thing. I do it with the knowledge of of understanding that a medicine is not going to keep me healed because I can't be more healed. It touches my body. It's encountering perfect. Oh, Lord, help me. I'm getting into my message for tonight. When it encounters, sickness is imperfect. And whenever anything imperfect encounters perfection, it has to give way. The person that bore my sickness bore them perfectly. He was a perfect substitute. He gave me perfect healing. The healing in my body is perfect. And so when imperfect sickness encounters perfect healing, it has to give way. Just like sin can't stand up under your understanding that you're righteous. One of the greatest acts of faith you'll ever take is that when you've missed the mark, that you ask God to forgive you and step up and act like you're righteous. One of the greatest acts of faith you'll ever take. And I'm not giving anyone a license to sin. People don't need a license to sin. They sin without one. But here's the thing. If you know you're righteous, you won't fear it. I don't fear sin. I've made mistakes. I've missed it just like you are, but I don't fear sin. I did not get up today worried that I'm going to make the same mistake I made ever how long ago I made the last one. We're not going to go out in this world today and be afraid that something's going to attach itself to our physical body or that we're going to ingest something or that something's going to show up. If it shows up, we'll run it out. But we're not going to be afraid of it. Hallelujah. Say it out loud. Say, I'm the healed of the Lord, and I'm not afraid of sickness.